I'm Kim. I'm Megs. Welcome to the Outwards End Podcast. Hey. Welcome back to the Atwood's End podcast. This is episode four, and amen to backseat drivers. Hi, I'm Megs. And I'm Kim. And this week we're talking all about the world of advice and when to give it with a new segment called Shut Up or Speak Up. <laughs> and then our fellow math segment was actually inspired by the 1999 classic horror comedy thriller with uh, Brendan Fraser and, and Rachel Weiss called The Mummy. Uh, Did you just classify the mummy as a horror comedy? Movie? <laughs> I'll get to Bre- it. Okay. Brendan Fraser and horror movie do not do not compute. Oh, just, but anyways, just continue. I, I promise that it'll <laughs> full circle. We're gonna full circle it. Okay. All right. <laughs> but before we we get to all of that, I was doing some reading today, and I and I found something that'll make you laugh. There's, I guess, like an archaeologist. I don't know the pr- proper terminology, but he was basically looking through Leonardo da Vinci's stuff, and like Leonardo da Vinci wrote a lot of crap down all the time, and this is like one of his to-do lists from the 1490s. I was laughing my head off today reading his to-do list in comparison between mine, which was like write a blog post, call Rogers fill out the last tax form for the accountant and I was just just dying in Leonardo da Vinci's (laughs) list pulled out three that I liked so the first one get the master of arithmetic to show you how to square a triangle (laughs) I had to look that up I was like huh but a triangle is a triangle it's not a square and so with like a series of diagonals and the Pythagorean theorem probably not even saying that right just sure okay Leo next one find a master of hydraulics and get him to tell you how to repair a law canal and a mill in the lombard manner and i was like what what <laughs> sorry we, we we escalated really quickly from like a law to a fucking canal like boats water okay. interesting and then the last one was calculate the measurements of milan and suburbs just just casually <laughs> what do you mean? the measurements you of milan <laughs> you haven't calculated measurements for a fucking city no. <laughs> i mean similarly my two is also involved contacting a master of hydraulics today i feel like my to-do list is actually like embarrassing in comparison because i baked a pumpkin loaf and i drank some water which actually does qualify as something to put on my to-do list because if not i'm just super dehydrated yeah no that's awesome we finally got it was one day between i love my soda stream and we finally got a refill today and i say finally because it ran out yesterday in the (laughs) pre-evening And I was not happy that we weren't going to the 24-hour Sobeys in search of a, you know, that I had to wait a day, but... Of those, like, aer- the aerosol yeah, cans the, that they use. the CO2 yeah. carbonation stations. <laughs> when we were writing this episode, I decided, okay, we're going to talk about backseat driving, you know, as a way of throwing in your advice when no one's asking. Although we're talking about it figuratively in this episode, I couldn't help but to laugh that, you know, as of a couple weeks ago, I finally gave up driving control. I love driving. And now I am a backseat driver until I give birth. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, that just has me. I get the whole when, you know, your mom was taking you driving before you got your G2 and all of a sudden she grabs that that little handle. I grab that. We're driving around (laughs) Waterloo at 50k an hour and I'm like, oh, you took me too fast. (laughs) 
as we touch upon it figuratively i'm living through it literally we'll just get into it so kim do you think you're good at giving advice or maybe even better yet what makes someone better at giving advice than like other people i don't know like i like to think that i'm good at giving advice but i guess you'd really have to ask the people i'm talking to because uh they're the ones that could probably answer that more honestly i feel like there's a big difference between someone venting and someone just actually seeking advice on something a lot of the time like that's what the difference is between someone who gives good advice and someone who doesn't is really being able to hear the other person because a lot of the time people are just looking to complain right they don't necessarily want an answer they're just looking for that shoulder to lean on so it's important to actually consider whether they're looking for like insight or empathy because I think people are looking for very different things sometimes and someone that gives good advice is someone who's able to see that and read the room a little bit oh that's that's such an excellent point unsolicited advice is a way of almost trying to shut someone up or that's how it can feel yeah. like you're just looking to let it all out and you haven't connected with the person you're talking to in the right way and then all of a sudden they start mm. <laughs> commenting i i mean things. i'm i'm notorious for that like if i feel like someone's trying to trying to tell me what to oh my do gosh. and i didn't ask for it then i'm it's probably my most toxic trait when, i, I you know, am it, very defensive it's definitely an art form trying to assist kim through any kind of dilemma because <laughs> if you've watched the movie inception okay this is what it feels like to try and advise and just to try you know i feel like sometimes you'll get stuck in like a loop where you want to dissect and you want to talk about things and so as we're you know i'm listening you're saying what you want but you're not getting to that conclusion yourself (laughs) and so i have to try to make it make you think it's your idea but i can't possibly give away that i've actually had any influence on it because then you just go no no. (laughs) wrong that that sounds incorrect but nice try we need to fabricate this original kim k idea that you know she has she can't tell the difference between whether or not it was her idea or or whether or not i'm trying to manipulate the crap out of her so she (laughs) is able to be happy i think i just like to think i'm always right I really just think it just comes down to like I need to be right so like I need to think I came to the conclusion myself and I mean it's not a trait I'm proud of but it's the way I am (laughs) actually someone on someone on hinge recently told me that uh, self-awareness is sexy but I'm the worst type of person (laughs) there's that I mean arguably someone who matches with somebody to tell them they're the worst type of person is probably also the worst type of person what are they doing like I'm pretty sure I never (laughs) I never really got to explore the world of of hinge not that I lovingly would want to at all i feel like it's it's a fairly easy process and when i hear these stories i'm like how do you miss the mark you know yeah the stories are funny though they're all like they all just make me laugh what about you how do you respond to advice i feel like you're pretty good at listening to advice if i ask for the most part yeah so yeah if you ask i treat everybody like i have a council of people and sometimes i feel like i cannot make a decision until it's gone through a few layers few different people but sometimes it's like I want the affirmation not necessarily like the thought provoking Mm -hmm. advice where someone's like yeah but if you do that then this might happen like I don't need that so I'll I'll be very selective about who (laughs) 
I'm asking for at different times when it's Mm -hmm. unsolicited advice like when someone's like you can't do this or like you shouldn't be doing that oh I'll become a gremlin watch my face go (laughs) my face will just get crazy like I could probably snarl I think I could get upset enough to like snort a little bit my dad used to do that and I I get it like it's just like (sighs) this this podcast so far is just about how we are terrible at receiving outside opinions (laughs) so if you have any thoughts about how the podcast is going so far yeah Yeah, leave us a five-star review or don't leave us a review at all (laughs) thanks I mean okay so when it comes to unsolicited advice when do you think it's okay to do it because I think there are I can think of a few situations where yeah maybe Mm -hmm. it's not the worst thing in the world I think the way I see it is there's two scenarios where it's really like appropriate to give someone unsolicited advice and it's either when you feel like their well-being is at risk if they're unsafe in some way or you you really feel like there's some sort of risk to their physical or mental health or when you're stuck in like a cycle of them consistently complaining and you're you know maybe recognizing a bit of a pattern but that that venting to you is no longer productive then it becomes a scenario where I think then you have a right to say to give some unsolicited advice because clearly you being that shoulder to lean on isn't helping to solve the problem because you're noticing that it's happening again and again, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And I I would also include my sisters who will roll their eyes when they hear this, but yeah, (laughs) that sucks. I'm going to tell you guys whatever I think or whenever I think it. (laughs) That's true. I feel like family's a little bit different too. Especially, I mean, I don't have a sister, but I feel like sisters very much so. Oh yeah, no filter. You're laugh crying, but it's not going to change anything. (laughs) Where do you go though for good advice? you personally who who's your best advisor people our age are gonna say their mom Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's because like you know mom sucked you know from 13 to like 21 and now it's really hard for me to think of doing something without just calling her quick and being like what do you think (laughs) how do you feel about this you know like my husband said no but I want to hear what you have to say (laughs) if you say yes we're going for it (laughs) yeah like I think my mom is is pretty great because I get a pretty good balance like you know and then I'm Mm -hmm. uh, again like selective about who I ask for certain things because I'm gonna ask my sister who's eight years my junior about financial advice but who no I totally agree yours like who are you going to well I mean I feel like the answer is the same as you like it's definitely my mom and I'd say like 99.9 percent of the situations <laughs> to not repeat everything that you just said I feel like also I think that at least for me I have different friends for situations and depending on what I'm looking for and what type of situation it is there's different people that I'm gonna go to for different things because I think everybody also at least I have friends who have different ways of giving advice or like are I guess kind of how you said with your younger sister you might not ask her for financial advice like I think different friends are kind of different experts yes on different things so like what kind of experts do you have in your life like without naming names you have a friend that you would talk to about relationships right or yeah versus like a friend who who really you know there's friends that are either I think it comes down to like who shares those experiences with you a little bit like who's 
who's like in the trenches when it comes to that kind of stuff. So like, for example, you and I both freelance as like a career and you're my only friend who also freelances. So like you're I really- I was gonna go, when you're my com- only friend. And I was like, wow. And you're my only friend. So you have to give me advice on everything. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I think that you and I talk a lot about work stuff because we get it in a way that other people don't get it. And I think that some friends what? are multifaceted experts. <laughs> I but, chose you for multiple you know, reasons. <laughs> my best advisors for different situations, but if I was going to say who do I go to absolute most over everything, it's definitely my mom. Yeah, mom's rule. Let's start our new segment, Shut Up or Speak Up. So basically the way this is going to work is Maggie and I separately came up with a number of different situations, kind of like a Ask Annie or like Agni Ant column where Which, Does anybody in... know what that is? Because Kim's like, oh, let's do this. And I was like, nope what is that I don't know what that is (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's like there's like one in Cosmo magazine which I feel like Cosmo magazine seems to be coming up a lot in our podcast but (laughs) people would write in an advice column in a newspaper but because we are very new to podcasting eventually we'd love for this to be something where everyone listening could participate for this week we've made up our own scenarios yeah and so first off like as an ado is that what you'd say? An ado? Like as like a... Like, like a nod? A nod to, to like last nod. week. <laughs> yeah, last week when we, you know, we wanted to put in a little disclaimer out there that just like horoscopes and astrology, that there's a good chance that sometimes when we talk about certain scenarios, you may feel like you've been personally victimized by something similar. So just to remind everybody, this is a work of fiction. And any similarities to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental. Or it's not. And no one will know but you. Wakey face. (laughs) Get ready for our newest segment. Shut up. Or are you ready? Speak. (laughs) Uh, First scenario. You have this friend. She's super successful in her career. Doesn't love her job. Doesn't hate her job. She's also super creative and is like always talking about how she wants to start like a side hustle. She wants to kind of work the five to nine life. So one day she asks you if she should just quit her job and put everything into her, her artistic dreams. Do you shut up or speak up? Sorry, did you say the five to nine life? Yeah. Did you mean the nine to five life? What's the five to nine no, life? No, when you work 5 p.m. to 9 a.m. <laughs> it's like the after workout. Oh. It's the side hustle. I was you like, know, oh, actually, 5 a.m. to 9 a.m.? Like, wow. <laughs> unrelated. Because, you know, the Dolly Parton song, 9 to 5? Yes. That she wrote for, like, the movie 9 to 5? She actually rewrote a one called 5 to 9 for Squarespace recently. That's, like, a nod to all the, the like, after-hour hustlers, like, making their dreams come true. But Would I shut up or speak up? <laughs> I'd probably speak up in this case, just because this one hits a little bit close to home. And I would speak up in the sense of like not saying like, don't do it or do it. But I would just kind of be like, hey, it does take a while to get the ball rolling. So this is like an instant where I wouldn't say dive right into it, quit your job, start anew, because there are, it is a learning curve, just like anything else. And I was reading Mm -hmm. today about how when you do kind of convert to your side hustle, how procrastination is the little monster hiding under your bed and you don't realize that you literally have to fight this monster in a really different way than you ever had before, especially when you're your own boss and then employee, that I would... See, I don't know if that would be unsolicited, but I would speak up and be like, hey, wading in gently and like testing the waters, you know, no need to quit and being drastic because drastic anything is 
is the fastest way to get me to hyperventilate on your behalf. Yeah, I agree. And I think that like, I mean, I don't think anyone should ever really give anyone like concrete career advice when it comes to like quit your job or don't quit your job. Because like, like, you never know how it's going to go. Well, and it's just like, right, it's a huge life decision for for anybody that I feel like you have an input into anyone else's career in that heavy of a sense is a no-no for me. But I agree. I think that especially coming from a career path of working a bit of that for a lot of people is a side hustle. I hate that term, but like, you know what I mean? Like, we'll get to that. Drives me yeah. bonkers. Yeah. A hustle. Hustle is my least favorite word in the world. And I hate that I've said it so many times in this episode. I feel like I can offer a lot of insight, but I don't think advice, you know? Yeah. I would speak up in the sense of just like when someone's like, I hate my job. It sucks. Then I would gently remind them like, hey, so there are a few things that you can do complaining about it. Yeah, that's surely mm-hmm. one, <laughs> but not one that I'm enjoying. <laughs> you know, that would be my like middle without fully telling someone like, yeah, quit your job or like, no, stick it out. It's security. It's this. I wouldn't go pros and cons with them, but I would just be like, hey, there's literally nothing stopping you from just starting to prepare. Like exploring. Exploring. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> here's scenario two. Your, your BFFF is a city girl at heart. She knows her city. She loves the hustle and the bustle, the the Torontonian, and she goes away to school. And while she's there, she meets someone from rural Ontario. And you feel like she's trading in her Louboutins for Blundstones. And not that there's anything wrong with that or (laughs) that you can't wear both. You feel like it's not her. And you're going Mm -hmm. on a road trip and she wants to play country in the car. You're not a fan. So this isn't just about the country music. It's just like the whole conversation in general. Do you shut up or speak up? Right. Well, I feel like I'm speaking up about the country music. (laughs) But the rest I'd probably uh, shut up about. I mean, okay, side note, if it's Dolly Parton, then the country music can stay. But anything else? No, I'm talking talking like Luke Bryan. Okay. Like yeah, well, I'm speaking though. up. Yes. Some songs. I feel like in this scenario, if my friend was happy, even if that definition doesn't necessarily match what I would normally think happy would be like for her, then like the only choice really is to shut up. I think that especially when you love someone, it can change a lot about a person. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just like a shift in people's priorities just because she's changed or it feels like you know a bit of a leap from the person that I knew before it doesn't mean that it isn't genuine like it doesn't mean she could have discovered that she actually lives yeah non-city life so I'm happy I'm happy that you you went this route because I would have literally been like hypocrite we just spent an entire episode talking about rebranding and reinventing (laughs) ourselves (laughs) and yeah and you never know this could be you know, I think if some people haven't been rural Ontario living is the bee's knees. And if you've never experienced that and then you meet this, you know, fantastic guy and you get exposed to this new kind of life, you never know this mm-hmm. could have been the better fit. So I'm happy that. Good job. Mm-hmm. Scenario three. So this one's a bit of a reversal. So you have a friend who is always giving their own unsolicited advice. She's like in and on people's career choices your friend's relationship and so she's got an opinion on everything and she isn't really afraid to let anybody know it's been weighing on you but you can also see that it's really getting to some of the other friends in your circle do you shut up or speak up okay so you know how we did that whole disclaimer i feel like i needed that because when i read this one i was like is kip talking about me (laughs) (laughs) this is this is an intervention (laughs) my husband comes inside we wanted to talk to you about 
Tila's actually on a mic in the kitchen. But I think that, that <laughs> it made me about it because I was like, I don't think I do that. I'm going to pay more attention that I don't do that. I think in this case, I, I would actually shut up because I don't think I could handle it or I don't have the verbiage to be able to explain to someone that, you know, especially if they came at me and they, they got really sad about it and they were like really discouraged. If it was part of their personality, their core, they can't help but to get involved. They weren't seeing it as something negative. They were seeing it as, as I'm the honest friend who will tell it like it is. I feel like that's mm-hmm. a, a stereotype in a lot of friend circles. So if they were like, oh, I just, I thought I was... You know, if they took it in a really kind of, I don't think they would if this type of person was so open, wasn't really reading the cues of their social cues of like, we don't really need to know what you think about this that I'm doing. Like, I'm just letting you know, (laughs) right? They, They wouldn't react this way, but there's a chance that they would be kind of upset because they thought they were doing something really nice. I, oh, I feel so bad in a sense, in a sense too, like, you have to know your friends and you know you, you know your friends you know what to expect to them right so if if I had somebody like this I yeah I don't know what I would do but I, I don't think yeah. I would be the one to have the balls to be like hey this is not a good thing I agree I feel like and I don't know if this is the cowardly answer or not but I really feel like I would be the one to like I would distance myself before speaking up if I felt like it was weighing on me that I was having too many outside opinions being put on like whatever situation it was my immediate reaction would be more just to stop telling that person things. If I'm opening myself up to receiving this unsolicited advice, then like maybe that's the opportunity to reflect on do you share stuff with this person or if it's bothering you. Yeah, you know and what if I mean? you really like them, right? You stay friends with them and then you just mm-hmm. some people can't handle certain things. You know, you'll you'll sometimes have friends that are super sensitive and you can't talk about certain topics that are controversial because it'll upset them. So you don't. And I think there's mm-hmm. ways of maneuvering friendships. Yeah, well, it, it comes back to what we were saying before. You have different friends for different reasons and different friends that you go to for different reasons. It's being conscious, I guess, of of that. And I mean, in an ideal situation, most friends you can come to with pretty much anything. It's not always the case. If, you know, if you're not looking for a really blunt answer, you might not go to your like super blunt friend. Scenario four. You have a friend who's a little bit of a mother hen. So as as long as you've known them, let's say it's elementary school, high school, university, whatever, they'd be the person at like a house party who's just like quietly throwing things away, getting the empties together in a very, like the sweetest heart and, and thinking about people, you know, somebody who you admire for just being just like, oh, you're the best. And mm-hmm. she picks up with someone or like she starts seeing someone. They have a little bit of a weird relationship with their own mom. And so you think, oh, that's probably why there's a connection there, whatever. But soon she's like doing their laundry, she's preparing lunches, they've only been together for a few months. It looks like she's merging into this role of mom in a relationship that's supposed to not be (laughs) that kind of relationship. Or you can, it's evident to you that this person is not appreciating her and is maybe low-key taking advantage of this new live-in housekeeper maybe not even live-in but just somebody who's doing things for them right okay so basically you're saying she's like mothering her boyfriend and she's not being acknowledged properly yeah and he's like he's just taking because you know weird relationship with his own mom or their own mom right and so therefore just enjoying it going for the ride and it could end well it could end badly this is her personality what do you right. do i mean this is kind of an odd one because i feel like it's a situation where i would shut up and exercise my it just because it's not for me doesn't mean it doesn't work for them <laughs> reflex because i would say in this 
scenario, though at least the way you described it, it sounds a lot more like you're observing that they look like, you know, they're not being appreciated or you you feel like they're maybe being taken advantage of a little bit. I mean, with any relationship, it's really hard to know the ins and outs of what, you know, goes on behind closed doors and to assume that they aren't going back to our, a couple episodes ago when we talked about love languages, they could be being appreciated in other ways sure. that they feel is fulfilling that I'm not aware of. For me, I feel like there's almost like a little bit of projecting in this scenario where it's Ooh, like good. you're seeing someone do things for someone and you're feeling like they're not appreciated unless she's come to me and said I do all these things and I feel like I'm not being appreciated in which case maybe I would speak up and be like then why don't you just stop doing them and see what maybe see what changes Ooh, okay yeah so let's let's take it further so then she says you know where she's like so sweet and she's like yeah I just he doesn't really do very much but I do everything <laughs> you know can help walk them through exploring different solutions have you thought about splitting up the chores have you told him that you feel this way or them this way i think that that is like probably the first route that you would like recommend someone to take right i mean i feel like if they're coming to me and saying i'm i'm feeling underappreciated like they're actually vocalizing that to me to me that sounds like they're it's hard it's hard without knowing the, right, right, the exact sure. way Person. that it's being vocalized but if they're just like oh it's annoying but if they're saying it in a way where it seems like they're searching for help i would probably recommend that they communicate that but you'd never you'd never pull out the you're being a mom like what would it take for you to to say that to be like well stop being his mom <laughs> or their mom or i i feel like it would have to become a cycle if it was like months and months and months and months of someone being like i feel like i'm mothering them and like, i'm always doing their laundry <laughs> like yeah you are <laughs> and whatever be like well maybe you just stop doing their laundry I, I say that. I don't know that I, I would ever have the guts to say it. I feel like it would really have to be a cycle where you're like, okay, well, what I'm hearing is you're, this is happening again and again and again. You know, this is like a delayed but, speak up. This is a shut up for the most part until it gets either really I mean, bad it's, or. It, you're shutting up and basically until you find out. It goes back to what I said before. If it ticks two boxes, they're happy, they're safe, then you shut up when it comes to anybody else's relationship but when you're hearing that someone's unhappy and it's a cycle or you feel like someone's well-being is at risk to me those are those situations where you speak up and interject because if, if your friend's safe and happy then like what business is it to you if you feel like that's not the right relationship for them it's yeah no, you know for sure scenario five I'm calling this one the ghosts of partners past. You have this friend and she was seeing someone for a few months and was head over heels and then poof, classic, they're gone with the wind and she's been ghosted. After months of listening to your friend's heartbreak and being that shoulder to lean on, this person reemerges like the ghost of Christmas past <laughs> and your friend is acting like nothing ever happened. They're back with them. They're completely forgetting, you know, all of the midnight phone calls and tubs of ice cream that you guys ate together do you shut up or speak up yeah i think i'm speaking up but like in like a kim inception type style <laughs> where i wouldn't just be like oh what are you doing we just invested all this time together for this one specifically i would feel like i have invested time into you getting better and over this and i want to see only the best for you 
to just go and throw it away like that and just to be like la 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 this piece of shit is yep they're back <laughs> and i'm happy surprise i would be like no 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 <laughs> no i would literally be like i think this is where i would i wouldn't get not harsh about it but i would just start asking questions and i do this sometimes accidentally like i remember once i was in the car with a friend and we were just talking about you know she had been in a relationship for a while and it wasn't really doing it for her and I was I just started asking questions being like well so do you think that this would happen or that this could happen next thing I look over and she's bright red and bawling her eyes out because I just (laughs) I hit something (laughs) and I was like yelling shook a nerve yeah right and so I think that's I would try to do that yeah it's bad or not I would just be like well, what I agree. About? I feel like a, a lot of our answers come back to speaking up in a way that's like exploratory. We're just we're gonna get... we're gonna go down this journey together, investigate the possible scenarios. I think directly speaking up, usually in a lot of these situations, it has to be like pretty bad to do that. But there's like ways, like you said, of indirectly. Yeah, I think this is the one that I'd be the closest to being blunt. Yeah, direct. Where I'd be like, hey, this one is pretty obvious. Chances of a complete 360 or 180 of this individual mm-hmm. rare, probably yeah. not. Before you get, you know, this is one of those, this is a well being one. <laughs> not where like, you know, because yeah. this is like an emotional well being. This can lead to, of course, there's always the exception where, you know, somebody comes back and they're better than ever. I also would argue that this is the only scenario so far where, like, you as the bystander have been significantly pulled into the situation. Like, you were the one that was a support system and a big key of helping to heal the situation. So, to me, this is also a situation where there's more grounds to speak up because, like, you've been brought into the fold a lot more, okay, you know? well, then this is the last scenario. We'll just... If this is kind of bringing you in, my last one brings you fully in, okay? So you're dealing with not a cheater, but not somebody who's completely emotionally honest. And I think that's like the worst kind of... Sure, there's no physical act, but... there's 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 these lines Mm -hmm. and your your friend's new baby has exemplified some behavior of someone who enjoys attention and maybe it surpassed that and they're they're making on paper nothing wrong with what they're doing but it's not completely honest and how do you know well, they're being very friendly with you. Now you oh, are in this situation. I feel sick. Do you shut up or do you speak up? <laughs> oh, I mean, for sure speak up. But like, I feel so like nightmarishly anxious just thinking about it because like, I know it's just going to be such an uncomfortable situation for like, everybody involved. Probably least so the person in question. I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like my loyalties to my friend and if I'm confidently feeling that way that like I am uncomfortable by the situation then I feel like it's something where it needs to be addressed with both of them anybody if you don't feel comfortable with someone else's behavior towards you like you have a right 
and like an obligation to kind of tell them that. I also think that like you never want it to come down the road and find out that you addressed it with this person and you you know you didn't address it with your friend. Like I think then that looks really shady. Yeah that like would you be were... weird. Yeah when I'm thinking of this scenario I'm thinking of somebody who's like kind of they're new. They're new to they're not like a like a worn-in kind of relationship that's been around since forever. This is like this is somebody who's new and I can just think of the personality of this person who's coming in peacocking they're enjoying their new relationship mm-hmm. but then they're also like oh look friends well, <laughs> I think you also have to read the situation and I feel like at least for me I'm pretty confident in my gut instinct about people like, I really do trust my gut but I think that I mean there are people that are just flirty people and it, it's harmless and you know it's just the way they are but I think that it's easy it's not difficult to tell when a line has been crossed and it's just like knowing when friendly flirty and someone being like oh I feel like there's like more meaning behind what you're saying you know yeah, where you're like I want to get out of here now yeah exactly but I I definitely think this is like a speak up situation because like I I personally just don't feel like I could sit well knowing that I felt this way and was not telling my friend yeah and you have if you have a good friend or like okay no, that's not true if your friend knows where you're coming from and knows you as a person, mm-hmm. then they're going to know that this isn't like a malicious attempt to destroy their their newfound happiness and the hopes. And I think yeah. always like when it comes to... So if you advise someone and they completely don't take that advice, are you upset? No. Okay. Yeah, I am. Well, good for you. No. I mean, Why it, waste de- my it time? really it depends on... Are you going to complain about a situation to me for months and months and months? I think my answer is, my answer is no outwardly inwardly am I maybe like why didn't you just listen to me (laughs) probably I feel that I outwardly everybody's on their own journey and everybody's on their own path just because I think I'm right doesn't mean I was right for them or whatever their their journey that they're on or their path that they need to go down I can separate myself from that whether I think that I was right or not yeah it is like a different story yeah Yeah. for me I, I think if I know that this person is somebody who just asks so advice asking for advice is also like a way to bond with people and I think sometimes especially girls in like their formative years in high school will use like oh I have this problem with with this this person I like and you know it becomes a a way of bonding together when there's something to advise over where everybody's discussing so for me if I know that somebody's like a compulsive advice asker but not taker and it's just gonna be like screw you and your advice that you thought of you know that you took the time to (laughs) articulate whatever then I'm not that mad then I'm like okay I'm fine but if somebody's like really asking me so I try not to give it out too frequently unless somebody asks or Mm -hmm. that's what I think you know going back to scenario whatever it was I'm gonna be a little bit more careful about what I'm like listen I think (laughs) I think that's fair like when my friends are pregnant ha 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 I am I was pregnant before you so now you're gonna you're gonna get to hear it all I think in pregnancy you're grateful for people that you can ask questions for so I'll be in my yeah in my prime yeah you're in your element I'm in my unsolicited advice (laughs) (laughs) So this brings us into our Philomath segment. I'll circle back to me calling the mummy or me classifying the mummy as a horror movie. So a little background on this. So when I was in grade two, Linda Nguyen brought in the mummy for the class to watch. And for whatever... Wait, is, is Linda someone in your class? 
Yes. Yeah. I, I, okay. Linda, if you ever listen to this podcast, let's connect because I think she changed schools shortly after grade two. And so <laughs> I, there's a few friends that like, I remember their full names, but me trying to find them on, you know, I was like, well, okay. So I find them now. Like, have you seen those, ti- those TikTok videos that are like TikTok, do your thing. And then they like, or like Twitter, do your thing. <laughs> let's reunite Maggie and Linda. <laughs> That, I'd be like, hey, remember when you gave me really good gummy bears and I liked them? <laughs> like that's, I remember a few things. She had this really pretty green shirt and she brought the mummy in and my grade two teacher was like, yeah, let's watch it. And we did. And it was traumatizing and legitimately the scariest thing that I've watched proportionate to my age ever. And I... <laughs> It's, there's mummies, they come to life, they, they're they trying to kill you. Like, that is not grade two. You're, what, seven? The, I, don't, I don't even know what the rating on it is. It's at least I'm PG. looking. I'm looking it up right now. I didn't have no parental guardian with me, okay? Is that what PG stands for? Yeah. But, like, in what um, sense? Like, you need a parental guardian to close your eyes, or? It was rated PG-13, so you were technically Way under age. Okay. Though, I love you dearly, but I would argue that you still have a low threshold for scary movies. Okay, so I'll, I'll raise you making fun of me. So let's just say you the legal drinking age is 19, okay? Okay. And you give a 13-year-old the same amount of alcohol as you give a 19 year old yeah mm-hmm. yeah let's talk thresholds then <laughs> okay so don't talk shit anyways so yeah so it was like scary at the time but i really loved egypt and last week we were watching the mummy one and two and i'm really big on googling things during any movie so i used to talk during movies and now i've just resorted to googling how many horses were used in this scene if they're they're traveling i'm like yeah fucking right could they get from there to there you know, whatever. And so, like, for example, the train ride from London to Cairo costs about 212 euros and is 21 hours and 41 minutes long. Okay. Okay. So (laughs) one of the things that came to my mind was about how the religion of the Egyptian kingdoms and, and the peoples, did it survive or, or like until when, or, you know, how did that kind of uh, transition to other religions? Because there, I, from what I knew, there wasn't a dominant Egyptian religion that was similar to what was being practiced thousands of years ago at the time. This is what I learned. So Egyptian religion near the end was actually monotheistic, whereas kind of the notion of polytheism and that Egypt had multiple gods was just an assumption by early Egyptologists, but it was never like fully ascertained. But they do know that near the end, there was one god named Ra, okay? And as a matter of fact, all Abrahamic religions, um, Islam, Christianity, and Judaism, they all conserve some aspects of the old practice of the Egyptian faith. So for instance, in Egypt, the high priest of Ra was called Amun-Ra, and he was like the official spokesman to Ra, like the big god, on behalf of the people. So whenever Amun spoke to Ra, people would chant the word Amun, meaning we prayed that Ra will listen, for it was Amun Ra who spoke those words. And that is the origin of the word Amen. Huh. Spoken at the end of prayers in Judaism, Christianity, and in Islam. I did not know that. Anybody knows any Egyptologists? Because when I did, so when I tried to like reverse search this, when I read anything on the internet, Right, then I'm always like researching and, and going through and trying to find it from multiple sources and like credible sources too. So when I look up Amen 
It's derived from a Hebrew word, which means certainty, truth, and verily, verily. And so it's found in the Hebrew Bible, in both the Old and New Testament, with two pronunciations. That's kind of the, the etymology when I tried to deconstruct the etymology of it. That's all I found. But I think that that would make a lot of sense because you literally have a transition from those dominant Egyptian powers mm-hmm. into the new religions that are also, you know, a couple thousand years old, no big. I was just like, wow, like that, that one, you know, sometimes when you read a fact, you're like, wow, who knows if it's yeah, that's real or so not. interesting. <laughs> but it just really. Yeah, t- today's segment might be false, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this one, I tried to confirm it in other ways. I believe it. Yeah, I think, I think that was, that was such a good one, right? And, and for anybody wondering about the Egyptian religion, it, it survived until like the 5th century AD, places like Nubia. Different, a lot of the African religions now have like bits and pieces, but they've all been kind of mixed together with other religions but nothing like true there's a few sects that still practice some sort of egyptian based religion but nobody full-on like the people were doing back then that's really interesting so amen to that (laughs) (laughs) i also want you to know that when you said the egyptian god Ra, i was very close to saying Ra Ra rasputin but i (laughs) bit my tongue (laughs) so as not to interrupt the story which is a good thing because i probably yeah, that's a, that's a, a jam for, for Kim and I. If you want to change up your pre-drinking routine, then we encourage you to listen to Ra Ra Rasputin. Any of the Bonnie M. Bonnie M, right? Yeah, okay, that's what yeah. I Because I know Bonnie M from like a Christmas album point of view. Sometimes <laughs> I, I forget that they have other more serious music about russian (laughs) the fall of the russian monarchy by the people yeah we'll finish off the episode uh, (laughs) with an adieu to rah-rah rasputin oh yeah so if you guys aren't listening in and haven't followed us on instagram already you can find us at at wits end podcast um that's a-t-w-h-i-t-s-e-n-d-p-o-d-c-a-s-t follow along there and we'll be keeping you up to date with any new episodes and fun little things that we are talking about and thinking about during the weeks yeah technically it's at at wits end podcast because of the ampersand so you would say at ats didn't think that through but that's (laughs) what it is and yeah so for future shut up or speak ups I think we would love to ask the audience scenarios that you want to make it as difficult as possible. Make it crazy. Yeah, if you have, like, juicy advice that you want our completely unexpert opinions on, then please submit your stories uh, to us on Instagram. We'll keep you anonymous and answer them to the best of our amateur abilities. Laughable abilities. Yeah, so that wraps up episode four. Amen. Two backseat drivers. Bye. Bye.